0: Welcome back everybody to back in the pack the podcast we decided to dust this thing off briefly here because well the basketball season demands it the basketball season is demanding some sports yelling i guess i don't know but we're probably gonna do some yelling anyway because it might help a little bit Um, with me as always is will and uh, we are here to discuss the extremely confusing bizarre no good very bad uh, turn that nc state basketball has taken lately
1: it's uh it's not great steven uh i I, I really don't know what else to say, other than it's just been incredibly frustrating to watch uh, an opportunity of a season like this where um college basketball as a whole is just garbage, and there's there was a chance there for state to kind of cement themselves. Um, what the tournament did, um, the, the non conference schedule was a, a lot better and they had some really strong games at the beginning of the year, but the, the offense has just completely fallen off a cliff here. Uh, I don't, I don't really know what the problem is other than it, it just seems that they don't like playing with each other, which is real bad. <laughs>
0: That would be unfortunate given that they're on the same team and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah the, the, probably the most unexpected turn this year is just the offense completely disappearing altogether. Uh, I figured if, if something was going to go wrong, it was going to be because the defense couldn't get enough stops mainly, not that the offense would just suddenly turn into like Virginia light. all of a sudden. Right. Um, it's hard to hard to fathom at this at this juncture that early on in the season actually not that early probably sometime in december it was ranked i think either fifth or sixth overall in offensive efficiency which is adjusted for a level of competition also so that's not just raw numbers racked up against bad teams for example and now it sits way down at 43rd that's how bad they've been over the last month and uh, I don't know where, how they are going to find their way out of this, frankly.
1: Um, I I really don't either. Um, it, like, maybe they'll kind of get it back against Miami, um, but uh, it, it's not really looking good. I mean, since State beat Miami, they haven't scored 70 points, which is... Disgusting, <laughs> um, but you know there. There's just obviously the Carolina game was uh, a disaster. The Georgia Tech getting swept by them was also a disaster. Uh, the Louisville game is what it is. I mean, Louisville's pretty good, but. Uh, those are two pretty inexcusable losses uh, against Georgia Tech and UNC, and uh, I, I just don't know what to say right now. Other than they got to figure it out, and they got to figure it out quick if they have any hope of making the tournament. Because right now, that seems like a, a pipe
0: dream. It is. It is definitely a pipe dream if this continues. What we've seen the last handful of games they've not broken a point per possession in any of those five games i mean the the under 70 thing you know it is por- important to preface that with context in terms of how the pace the team plays at like if, with virginia that might be a, a decent run of offense if they even if they're sure under 70 points but yeah in this case with nc state playing at a normal and and typically slightly above average pace yeah that that's a bad sign and if you just look at the overall shooting numbers. I ran this the other day because you can do this on uh, Bart Torvik's website. It's very similar to Pomeroy's website, except everything is free. Um, Oh, even better. But if you look at it, everything since January 1, you can sort it, see how state stacks up against the entire country. First of all, in uh, Torvik's Particular rating system, which again is similar to Pomeroy's. NC State is 106th overall uh, since January 1. So basically playing like Wake Forest since the 1st of January in general. Um, 329th in effective field goal percentage. That's, of course, shooting percentage oh, wow. with the pointers factored in. Um, 220. Lost the column here, sorry. It is two hundred and thirty first in two point shooting and three hundred and forty third in three point shooting, a smidge under twenty six percent on threes in the month of January. Good God. Uh that's that is brutally bad. That's that's the entirety of it right there. They've again yeah. been a great team in terms of taking care of the basketball all year. That hasn't changed. They're still in the top 20 in that category since January started. Uh, still a mediocre offensive rebounding team. So nothing markedly has gone south except for that whole, you know, putting the, bas- the ball through the basket thing, the, the important part.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think there's no player on the team that kind of sums up how bad the month of january was more than cj bryce i mean he went what three games without scoring um just two thankfully
0: but it felt like three
1: yeah yeah but it's it's like even still for someone that is that important on offense to go so long without scoring i mean there's not much you can do to come back from that um state's already operating with a a short bench um, it's not like you know Danny Dixon is going to come off the bench and score you know 15 and 12 for you uh, there's there's not a lot there um, and they have to make the best of what they have with the starters and if one of them is not doing that uh, I, we're all we're already kind of screwed at this point
0: right it's been just the strangest turn of, of strongest possible negative adversity hitting the team all at once it seems like between the injuries and then just CJ Bryce just inexplicably going 0 for two straight games is just impossible to understand particularly given how consistent he was early on in the year for the majority of the year leading up to that oh stage, yeah it's just a weird a weird thing to happen it's not like north carolina plays great defense in particular for one thing i mean georgia Tech oh. good defensively but and that the especially weird part about the georgia tech game too was the fact that he only took the four shots the entire mm-hmm. day and two of those came pretty darn early if i recall correctly i think he took a couple of baseline jumpers there early and just kind of disappeared in general and it's just weird yeah. for somebody that's been so important such a a primary scoring option for the majority of his time the last year and a half or so to just go away just vanish yeah just and it's yeah i mean that like you said, there's just not enough elsewhere in the lineup at this point because partly because of injuries because guys have missed time and Braxton Becker's yep. back is still not right so he's not making threes. Yep. Markel nope. Johnson is, has not built on his junior season at all and is, it seems no, to be he hasn't. just stuck on being a below average three-point shooter which is really, really not what they need right now, obviously. No. So, yeah, no. there's just nothing, nobody to really step up into a void if somebody like cj bryce goes scoreless
1: yeah the the that was the biggest thing that i noticed in the last few games is that when things are tough offensively there is no one on this team that you really feel confident that can get the ball in their hands and score um you know i used to feel like markell was kind of that way but lately uh he just doesn't seem to have it free throw shooting has been bad this year. Um, he's just not making shots like we're used to. And it's just, I mean, who, who else is there that's going to go out and score right now? It's like you said, Beverly's back is bothering him. He's been, um, way off this year. His, and his defense is really struggling. So whenever he's on the floor, it's kind of a liability. Um, you know pat andre is still hurt i watched him um pass up a three in the in the last game like i don't know if it's a confidence thing from the injury or what uh and you know of course manny bates is still kind of raw um thunder i think is kind of the only one that you could argue right now that has consistently been pretty good
0: Yeah, he's been great, just the problem is he's just not really, you know, one of those guys you can expect to create a lot of his own shots, Uh, he works works well, works better, I should say, as kind of working, playing off of action from the guards elsewhere, Mm -hmm. so like when Markel is on his game, then that really helps DJ as well,
1: I mean, Funderburk
0: does a nice job in the mid-range, I think, but he's not... um, Refined in terms of like his back to the basket efforts and just you know like a lot of bigs have trouble oftentimes in those one on one situations just creating offenses which is where Markel can be and has been good and just this year that just hasn't been there right that's hurting you just can't if you can't make a jumper you gotta you gotta be able to make some tough ones here and there to deliver teams through droughts or just to make sure you get through a tough spot down the stretch in a close game and State just has not had that lately it's it's no it's like everybody needs glasses or get their eyes checked all at once or something i don't it's it's hard to figure out what it could be
1: it really it really is and they're going to have to figure it out very quickly because they're on a an extended road trip with Miami Syracuse and then Boston College before they turn around and come back to Raleigh to play dear old duke um yeah it's there's a really brutal stretch coming up for state. We, and I think we touched on this a while back when we were looking at the season that this part of the, the schedule was going to be difficult for state even before we got this far. No one suspected Carolina was going to be tough or going to be struggling, but they still managed to beat state. Um, and then you've got after these three road games, Duke, Florida State, who I think might be, between them and Louisville they're the best team in the conference um and then you play Carolina on the road and we saw what happened the last time there um yeah. they they got to figure out they got to find some wins over those next 6 games they're sitting at 14 and 8 they're r- right in the middle of the pack they've not done anything to differentiate themselves from the rest of the mediocre squads in the ACC, and it's just going to come back to bite them because I don't think the ACC is going to get, but what, three, maybe four bids this year?
0: It's, It's the two sides of the coin, yeah. I mean, on the one hand, it's the league is weak, which is not good for overall perception, but on the other hand, that does make it more of a possibility, at least, that they could pull out of this tailspin, and there's sure. plenty of yeah. win- winnable opportunities arrested away, Lots of flawed teams. Um, even even some of the upper-end teams included. Uh, we saw some of that, brief glimpses of some of Louisville's problems on Saturday until they, of course, decided to, NC State rather, decided just to stop scoring entirely, which they have been wanting yeah. to do lately for whatever reason. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, everybody's gettable, especially this year with NC State having... Florida State at home, no return trip there. Um, The same was true, of course, of Louisville, and they completely did not show up for that opportunity whatsoever. So, hey, you know, they're there on paper. It's it's there, and they should be able, theoretically, to get two out of these next three on the road if they're playing right, like if things are back to some semblance of decent like normal offense, because this is about the worst stretch of uh, ineffectiveness that I can recall since probably at least the Sydney low years maybe not even mm-hmm. maybe even from way way back I don't know that there was
1: yeah I mean I I don't recall seeing just ridiculous scoring droughts like this and, and until you go all the way back to like synec um it's it's just I I can't wrap my head around it, it they're just they're kind of broken right now.
0: Very very broken. What's I guess partly the schedule was kind of hiding some of the stuff from us because NC State was winning Perhaps. games. Yeah, in the league despite not making threes at a good rate because just you know had these home games against these bad teams. But I mean if you look back, <clears throat> even on the win against Notre Dame, they were eight out of twenty seven. Beating Clemson 6 out of 25 ugh, and uh, beat Virginia yeah. on the road 5 out of 16, that one's more understandable. And uh, But they've been under 30%, like well under, like under 25% from three and four out of the last five games. Yeah. So uh, it's hard to stay afloat. In, especially in this modern era when everybody is taking more threes than they would have 10, 15 years ago in general. You need a little bit more offense than, than State's been getting. You know, just in, just, in, just looking at the rod numbers is enough, really. Four, four made threes, five made threes here, four made threes there, six made threes there. I mean, that's just not enough to move the needle offensively, and they just don't no. have enough up front to really compensate for that. That's the other thing, is just kind of... It's not really a team in ter- that's strong in terms of paint scoring. You know, DJ aside, um, they really need more from the guards and the wings to create things in general, and it's just not happening.
1: No, it's it's not happening at all right now, unfortunately.
0: But it can't be. That can't be this bad. Like this cannot be their true talent level here. Like twenty six percent from three. That doesn't even. That that's just so far below. D1 average uh yeah. league average whatever you, whatever you want to frame it in it it can't possibly you would think extend the rest of the season but my goodness they just win an entire month making like a quarter of their three-pointers like I don't I don't know what happened what happened to the team that you know beat Wisconsin by quite a bit and and took Auburn down to the wire on the road there and what happened to the team that you no know, crushed Miami just a little while ago. What happened to the team that was pretty darn good in stretches against Memphis and not just uh it feels like a like they changed out the entire roster and just uh, slapped the the faces of the old players on these new guys and it's like we switched with Boston College's roster all of a sudden. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I was uh I was joking with one of my buddies that the Monstars took CJ Bryce's basketball ability away. It just kind of <laughs> seems like uh, all of them have kind of forgotten how to be effective offensively. Uh, the three-point thing, especially. I mean, obviously for someone like Beverly, who's like kind of sole purpose is to hit those. I, the injury to his back is clearly still bothering him. Um, and if like Pat Andre comes in and gets one of the patented Scott Wood corner plays run for him and doesn't even shoot it. Um, what's he doing on the floor? Right. Yeah.
0: It's it's a crisis of confidence, and that's the problem. When it gets yeah. this bad, when it really, really snowballs like just to an absurd degree, then it becomes a point where you do worry. Like, are, is everybody just going to be taking this mental baggage with them everywhere, every time they step sure. on the floor? Yeah. It, it's easy enough for us to sit here and be like, Yo, you know, just turn the page, forget about that the last couple games whatever don't worry about it just keep just keep playing just keep shooting but you know it's hard i'm sure it's difficult especially at this level when you're under a microscope to have to go out there and and you're really really struggling and everybody can tell and nobody's happy about it and everybody's frustrated and it's just a different uh, atmosphere that way um but uh yeah just hoping that the miami game can be a bit of a get right performance for these guys because miami is number one they could be without chris likes and uh Augustine, oh wow uh, again so they're they're pretty damn awful without those guys and also yeah they run like five and a half deep without those guys so
1: yeah uh, i was gonna um, say they're they have kind of a similar bench issue
0: it's worse yeah it's worse um so that's that's a big issue if those guys can't go and certainly it would seem that if they do play they won't be at 100% and so that's a factor and the other thing too that I did mention on the site today is how bad Miami has been defensively. State really, really played well against them the first time around because that's just kind of who Miami yeah. is. They're just kind of soft at that end, and you would think if they're gonna, if the state is gonna snip out of this funk finally, or just be able to establish some kind of positive momentum, this would be the time yeah. to do it.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, it it's kind of now or never, and this Miami, you know, State handled them pretty easily last time they played um, this is this is probably the best team to get them kind of back on track hopefully because um, if they go into Coral Gables and lay an egg uh, oof, I kind of shudder to think what that, that next road game against Syracuse is going to look like
0: exactly yeah it's it's a tough spot right here but I feel like if they can get this Miami game in and hopefully Play well, doing it maybe win by a decent margin. Although that's that's very, very much wishful thinking at this point. Uh, <laughs> you could call yeah. it being in in denial and being totally unrealistic if you wanted to. I wouldn't blame you. But if they can play well, if they can get something constructive out of that tomorrow night or Wednesday night or or with the whenever this happens to come out, um, it's just assume it's game day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Assuming they win that game, they can. Go into Syracuse. I don't think, with the way Syracuse seems to be playing a lot better these days, especially offensively. So I'm not expecting a win there. A good performance no. would be nice, but they can come right back. And if they can win at Boston College, basically, if they can get two out of these next three, then they're back even at 500 in league play. And then you never know um, if they could split Duke, Florida State. Then we're kind of back in business a little bit, at least, because then they've got one of those two games is going to count for sure as a pretty strong resume win. Um, mm-hmm. So, that will help quite a bit. And so, I don't know at this point, it's 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 no point. You're just gonna drive yourself crazy thinking about are they on the bubble? Are they in right now? Are they out? it doesn't it's not worth it. It's not really worth bothering too much about any of that stuff, not wasting the time mentally until they actually show that they're gonna start playing better because if they don't, they're toast plain and simple. like this this is not a standard that they can possibly have success with where they're at right now.
1: Yeah, uh, totally agree.
0: But again, chance to finish strong if they can get their heads on straight. It's just a matter of, I don't know, maybe it's another one of those things where so many guys have been hurt with one thing or another this year. Uh, seemingly everybody. Maybe we just don't know the extent of it, and maybe that's just kind of added up, and we've gotten to this point because of it. Maybe everybody is just a little bit too far off kilter one way or another, and just never been quite been able to get back into the flow of things as a result. Uh, maybe that's part of it. Yeah, it's really hard to say. It's just a weird. You know, anytime you see a, a, a turn that's this extreme, it's hard. It's only natural to wonder if, like, something else non-basketball is happening just because it's such a weird just such an unusual um steep decline like this it just seems like the basketball itself the the whims of chance and and odds and and probabilities can't just be the explanation here it can't just be cold hard math just swinging the wrong direction right but that that might just be what it is it's hard to say
1: yeah it and Like we've said, this has just been a very strange year for college basketball in general. Um, And I just, I'm like you, I kind of wonder if something else is going on. And um, I I hope that's, I hope it's just basketball and there's not just something silly going on that's plaguing the team behind the scenes because Lord knows we don't need that to be kind of happening again. No. Um, but um, the the thing that frustrated me a lot, um, particularly after the Carolina game, was that was when you started to see a lot of stuff online, people questioning what Keats' buyout was and, and Keats, if he was the right guy. And I'm, I'm like, this is year three, you know, He's got a really strong class coming in that's like all of his guys like if this if this kind of crap is happening again next year, then I think that's a fair thing to bring up. but this year, when, when Satus had injuries and um and and it has just not <clears throat> played well, I don't know that that's specifically on Keats
0: right I mean it, it, at some point. You just are stuck as a, a bystander. I mean, it's not like he can yeah. just do, do some sort of like magic trick in practice where they start making three pointers at a decent clip instead of a abysmally low rate. Like it's just one, just a freak run that they're on here. So I don't think that there's anything coaching wise. I mean, it's, it's just shooting. What what do you, what can you do really? But yeah, yeah. I mean, the the whole. I understand everybody is extra frustrated and pissed off when state loses to Carolina, which. Sure. happens uh 90% of the time it happens every time against Roy Williams it seems but uh
1: hey pretty much um, yeah <laughs> uh it's like i think uh my pal doc Heelfire fired said it was 31 out of the last 35 <laughs> uh, just uh i don't i don't i don't really know what to say about that other than it's just oh, it's, so uh, it's it's mind blowing that this It has been that one-sided. You know, Carolina's had a lot of dominant teams, but damn it, uh, take
0: a vacation! God damn.
1: Like for, like just from a pure statistical standpoint, it just is improbable to me that that is like that.
0: Yeah, and then. you know, that's, uh, again, wrapped up in the post-game frustration and venting at Kevin Keats and all this is the fact that this year there's an aberration in that NC State was favored to win that game, which is not something that happens often. It's once in a blue moon against North Carolina, yeah. especially in the Roy yeah. Williams era. It's just they don't have these hiccups very often, and when they do, you really, 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 really need to take advantage of it when you have that chance. And obviously mm-hmm. NC State did not do that. Um one of the more underwhelming performances of the year. And, of course, you know Carolina's going to bring it, in, and I think that's the, the the thing that nags at me every time. It seems like NC State, no matter who's the coach, whatever, it seems like Carolina always is, is mentally sharper and uh, playing harder in these games, which is just silly. It, it That's dumb. At the very, very yeah. baseline minimum, you should be able to match them on effort. And it seems like this was just the latest installment in that particular case of it not happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole thing's frustrating. It's it's messy. I understand that. But getting back to the whole Keiths discussion, yeah, it's it's silly. It's just nonsense to be whether you're half joking or not. At this point, it's just can we just not go there right now? Like every game does not have to be. A referendum on the coach or the coaching staff. It just doesn't have to be that way. It's, sometimes it's just the way the game plays out. You know, we can just take this one game and individually like that. It's just a, a matchup of, of two teams, and it bounces this way, and it bounces that way, and it's not necessarily anyone's fault, per se. But it feels like once you get past a certain point in any coach's tenure, it's always like, well, guess we're going to be looking at maybe firing this guy now, or hey, this guy's doing pretty yeah. really good. Guess we'll keep him around a little longer. Like, I missed the yeah. honeymoon phase. It's clearly over.
1: <laughs> it 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 it's definitely over. Um, just from the the rhetoric I saw from some state fans uh, you know, after that game. Um, so, I, you know, I unless something drastically turns around this year, which hell it might, given how insanely bizarre college basketball just wants to be this year um i think this year's probably going to end up being a wash and we'll we'll have to you know see what happens with all the um, players that keats has coming in next year
0: right and i think when you look at it from the from the sense that yes, the team missed the tournament last year, but they were good enough to be in that field last year, then I don't think yes. really... That's kind of like a neutral year for Kevin Keats. They didn't really yeah. take a step forward as a program, but they certainly didn't fall no. anywhere. And they very very easily, would, we could be talking about two straight NCAA tournament bids to start off his tenure. So that's,
1: mm-hmm.
0: to me, this year, if there's a bit of a hiccup, which it looks like where we're headed... Um, Again, I don't know how much of that you can really thrust on his shoulders. Are there some things that he could do better? Sure, of course. I think he's still adjusting in some ways. I mean, this is his first uh, major conference job, after all. Um, but, you know, just it's you can't control how your players shoot the ball or, or how they handle an offseason or, or whatever it may be. I mean, it, I don't think anybody coming into this season would have expected Markel Johnson to be struggling with his scoring as much as he has this year. It's just no unforeseeable, really. I mean, I think, if anything, the hype was pretty significant coming into the year that Markel might build off of last year and have a great big senior season. Um, and it just hasn't materialized that way. And that's been tough. I mean, I think, clearly, we rely heavily on Markel Johnson to fuel a lot of things because he's the biggest talent on the court at any given time. I mean, he can make such a huge difference with the amount of uh, difficult shots and the variety of difficult shots that he can make. Um, He's a huge difference maker. They don't have anybody else that can really create like he can, so it's like when he's having kind of a, I mean, this is not even close to like an all-conference season for him, so it's I mean that's just one of those things. It's a bad break that it that he's playing this way, but it's not really anything that you can say. Well, darn it, Kevin Keats should have done this, this, or this instead to to turn this around. I don't I don't know what else you would look at. Yeah, No, I agree. <clears throat> so I think a lot of it is just a unfortunate, just the way the years played out, just in a in a bad, unlucky kind of way with the injuries and everything else, but. Um, so anyway, yeah, that that's just it's fine if you want to panic and and freak out a little bit after the game, but hopefully everybody slept on that and then pumped the brakes a little bit. I haven't not like there's a yeah. strong contingent right now. Let's be clear we're we're not we're not suggesting that there's like some giant chunk of the fan base that wants to see Kevin Keats out of here at this point. Um, I think a lot of it was definitely just the frustration post game, but um, yeah, let's let's not worry about that right now. Let's try to be as constructive as we can if things. Kind of turn a little bit here. Hopefully, um, I'm just I'm saying that as much to myself as anyone else. Also, I
1: think, yep. all, I think we all lose
0: sight of the the whole constructive thing um, when when yep. bad things are happening in the moment. But yeah, it's the season is not over yet, people. Not quite.
1: <laughs> uh, it. it. It'd be nice if State could get it back on track against Miami. I'll, I'll, I'll say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's where it's got to start. You would think one of the worst, uh, in terms of field goal percentage defense, one of the worst teams in the country. Really, really bad in that in that um, area. Um, not very good in the paint, not very good on the glass. So there's a lot you can exploit from this Miami team that hopefully uh, NC State can can. And uh, can build off of this again, because they they certainly did in the first game between these two, so hopefully that will help them as well, just kind of that memory of how they played uh, when these two teams met the first time around. Uh, Just take any little, whatever mental boost you can get at this point, because they'll, whatever they can get, they're going to need. But yeah, yeah, sometimes it just takes one little... A modest step forward to kind of help turn things around and that's just what we have to cross our fingers is going to happen at this point because if it doesn't um as we've been saying they just don't play enough de- defense to to make this work without the offense being above average like well above average so <laughs> yep so it's depressing though i'm no doubt about that it's this is in many many ways it's been a an underwhelming year in a surprising way, and kind of feels eerily like football in a, in a certain sense.
1: It it does. It really does.
0: And just kind of the injuries and the and the terrible offense all of a sudden pr- cropping up out of everywhere, out of nowhere. Um, yep. But so yeah, it's, it's a disturbing uh, trend there with the revenue sports this year, which I think partly there's always going to be some carryover. Like if the football team has a bad year, the, some of that baggage gets lopped onto the the shoulders of the basketball team. That's just what happens. You just people are yep. need some success. Need some happiness, some sports happiness. Yep. And, and of course the the other funny thing about it is like the the overall athletics department is in like its best shape it's ever been. There's like a half dozen eight programs in the top ten ranking, it seems like uh, women's basketball included so it's like you just want to shake basketball and be like why can't you just be like your brothers and sisters you know what I mean just like what, what is wrong with you <laughs> yep everyone else is doing it you guys jeez get it together over here yeah I mean you look at Men's and women's swimming, cross-country, wrestling is in the top five right now. Women's basketball, they're mm-hmm. projected if the NCAA tournament started today, they'd be a number two seed in the NCAAs. You've got the women's tennis team ranked in the top ten for the first time ever. The men's tennis team's in the top 15. I mean, there's all – on and on and on. There's all these sports that are doing – doing good things and we just can't get out of uh, neutral in the revenue sports so it's a bummer and it's feels a little extra noticeable this year I suppose because the, the football season went so terrible. sure yep but don't worry kids baseball's around the corner <laughs> it'll be fine it'll be fine it's this, this all gonna work out they're gonna win 10 in a row basketball team or the baseball team one or the other yep <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, it remains to be seen, but we'll we'll hope at this point. We will try to leave this on an optimistic uh, note here ahead of the Miami game. Possibly a week from now, that optimism will be completely gone because a week from now, uh, State will have played Miami and Syracuse. So. We'll just have to cross our fingers that there is a turning point in you know the good direction. They got to be due. I feel like at this point, yep. out of sheer random luck, they've got to be due for a decent shooting performance. You can't just have, yeah, you can't shoot like this for every single game the rest of the way. That's impossible.
1: Yep, and I think Duke is very beatable this year. Um, in the games that I've watched and play, uh, nothing about them has really impressed me a whole lot. Um, there's the they managed to get wins and they managed to close out games well, but I think at some point someone's gonna get them again, and state has that opportunity um, in Raleigh in a nine o'clock game uh, in, a, in about was it two weeks, something like that. Yep. Um, so uh, that would that would be huge and obviously a much needed uh, feather in the resume. Um, for a, for the pack
0: <laughs> yeah it, i think duke's a good example of how the, the quality level is kind of down this year i mean they're they're second in the pomeroy ratings overall but yeah i mean when you watch them and i just watched part of their like, kind of uh iffy win at boston college on tuesday night and uh, yeah there's they clearly are not like one of those vintage teams that Kay has had at times with the, with his one and done players, like the really, really scary teams. Yeah. Um, Even going back to last year, um, just with some crazy un- unbeatable um matchups problems. Yeah, um, those are just yeah. not quite I mean, they still have great players, obviously. They got some freak athletes on that team, but they've some of them are a little more flawed and just across the board they're not quite as nightmarish as they have been at times, like some of the like you might expect like a top two, three team to be normally. Just kinda mm-hmm. gets to the quality of the basketball in general this year. So yeah, I mean I feel like on a good day for nc state certainly beating duke is a possibility or florida state we just got to get back to having those good days you know we haven't seen one in a while forgetting what it looks like All <laughs> mm-hmm. all right well i guess we'll wrap it up here uh will it was good to, to dust off the old uh, podcasting machine and talk to you again uh, yes sir hopefully we can do this again under better circumstances and not just because we feel compelled to uh, have a therapy session over the, the terrible foibles of the basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, folks. Uh, thanks for listening to our, our brief return to the podcasting action. Um, hopefully, again, we'll try to have a more like positive-based uh, installment here before long. If one of the team's basketball, football, baseball, whatever wants to cooperate, we'll be there. All right. Thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you all next time.